You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 168. Today we're talking about how to solve any business problem. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Prior to signing up for Business by Design, what was probably missing was focus and clarity. Trusting in James and just following his processes has helped me streamline my business, simplify it, and with simplicity, comes clarity and with clarity comes action. Business by Design has has impacted my whole life, not just my business. I, I'm working fewer hours now. Um, everything I do is much more focused. Now I know exactly what I need to do and what, what I need to focus on instead of doing all those kind of things I was doing. To say that it was a game changer in our business seems like it's selling it so short. It was a lifestyle change, it was a dream change, it was a perspective change, it was a universe change. I've spent the past six months producing an eight-part mini-series entitled The Rise of the Digital CEO in order to help transform inner-driven entrepreneurs like yourself into who you need to become in order to grow and operate a thriving business that actually runs itself instead of it running you. So if you're ready to step into that digital CEO role that you know you were meant for, Head on over to www.jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here, and I have a very special guest in the studio. My wife, Chelsea. Chelsea, how are you doing? I'm great, thank you. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> she gets so nervous. My palms it... are sweating. <laughs> Well, the good news is, is no one's watching or listening right now. It's just us. And any part that you don't like, we can cut it out. This is a lot of uninterrupted eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're we're staring at each other right now. We decided to do an episode together, first and foremost, because a lot of our listeners have been requesting more Chelsea, more Chelsea, more Chelsea. Shout out to our good friend, Marley Barrett, who specifically requested to hear from the wife She said, I want to hear more from your wife, Chelsea, and how you've been working together as a couple. I loved the last episode that you talked. That's right. It's been almost a year ago. That was episode 106. I believe we talked specifically about just working together with your spouse. So for anybody who is working with their significant other, their husband, their wife, thinking about it, that's a fantastic episode to start with. I would love for you to go hop on over after this one and take a listen to that. We'll link that up in the show notes. Chelsea and I have been working together now. We've been together for five years. We met five years ago. We met five years ago and you came into the business, what, about two years into it? As soon as we were engaged, like as soon as I put a ring on that finger, it was like, lock it down, put it in the business. Let's do this. I think my first active day was March, 2015. Yes. So it's been three. Oh gosh, that's it. Crazy, right? So much in three years. So we had some turbulent times. We had some lessons to learn. We had some tremendous growth, but we love it, right? I mean, would you have it any other way? No. Were there times that you were just like, 
maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there were times like, maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I, I have imposter syndrome just within the business, just mm. feeling like, I don't, how did I get here? <laughs> Who gave me this job? Why, right. you, why is anyone trusting me? It's great. I, we've had people like ask Chelsea to come and speak which is so great because she's like, she does, you get that imposter syndrome. I'm like, who, I don't have a business degree. I didn't get my MBA and blah, blah, blah. But the best analogy that I used for Chelsea and how we've been able to grow by leaps and bounds just to get people up to speed is she was like, first and foremost, she was like the person who just came and cleaned up inside. Like when the mom comes into the kid's room and sees the mess and then just like, I'm just gonna go clean all this up. And that's exactly what she did. She cleaned up all my messes and as a result of that, because it was what, like six, seven years of business. So like there's an old tool used here, but a new system used there, duct tape to that and blah, blah, blah. And you know, that's something that starts to happen when you've been in business for a long time, like things change and you're using outdated stuff, stuff that doesn't work, doesn't, you know, connect together anymore. And she came on and just like cleaned house. And what that allowed for us to do is run so much more effectively and efficiently. And there was a, like a, credo or a really specific intention that you had from day one do you remember or do you know what i'm referring to i mean i believe it was to run our business like a fortune 100 company mm -hmm. and that's fantastic i mean no, no one's really talking about that like everyone's like talking about the results or the money or the impact which is all great but i feel like so few people are even focusing on how they want to run and operate and show up and i just feel like as soon as we started focusing our attention on how to be much more effective we've just created a yeah. super human team. We can just run circles around people, which is phenomenal. So we wanted to do another episode today and I'm so glad that we are. And we wanted to dive in specifically about problems and more specifically problems in your business. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. So if you're going through a problem in business, if there is a problem breakdown issue whatever, especially if it's a persistent one, like it continues to show up or you've been in it for a while and you've tried a few things, this is going to be really beneficial for you. And if you know someone, maybe it's a business buddy, a friend, someone else that's going through it, a problem, maybe you've tried giving advice and they don't listen to your advice and you know that you can help them, this might be an opportunity to send them this episode because one of the things, and this will come full circle in a moment, that we're so grateful for is being in business for 10 years. I've experienced so many problems that it's just so easy that when someone comes to me with a question or a problem, it's like, yep, been there, done that. And I can pull from those experiences in my life today. And I want to be able to help you through that. Okay. So that's what we're going to get into today. But before we do that, the first thing I want to say is I want to really, really thank all the amazing listeners who have been listening every single week your feedback, your shares, like I see all your screenshots when you tag me at least on Instagram, the DMs, the messages, it means the world to me. If I haven't responded, I'm not ignoring you. I'm not a jerk. I'm a big introvert that tries his best to respond to everybody. Chelsea and I are both really big introverts. I'm doing my best, but I see you. I appreciate you. I'm so thankful. All the comments, the reviews that you guys are leaving on iTunes, like not only is that super amazing and that makes my day, it makes me continually more inspired to do more episodes, but it also helps our ranking in iTunes. And we really want to bring this 
podcast and this message to the top of iTunes. We don't believe in the hustle mentality. I don't believe that having the right missing funnel is going to make your business. It's the person wielding those tools. It's the person behind that laptop and it's what's in between your ears and it's what's in your heart. It's how you choose to see business that's going to make the difference. And that's why this mindset conversation is so important. That's why I struggled for so long because no one told me that I needed to get it my mind right and my heart right. And that's what I'm here to do today. So the more we can spread this message, the more we can help more people. And you're doing that. So thank you. Really, really, really thank you. The other thing is I want to update. <laughs> Chelsea doesn't know I'm going to say this, but we just saw a movie last night. What did we see? Deadpool 2. What did you think? It was a good movie? I liked it. Yeah. I still like the first one better, but it was a good sequel. Most sequels are not that good. I agree. So the reason I brought that up is one of the superheroes has the best superpower ever. Domino. Domino. Domino's superpower. Is being lucky. She's lucky. And there's this whole scene. We don't want to ruin the whole movie for you, of course, if you haven't seen it. But they're like interviewing superheroes and they're like, what's your name? Domino. Like, what's your superpower? He's like, I'm really lucky. And Deadpool's just like, um, sorry, that's not a superpower. And she's like, but it is. Mm, okay, but it's not. <laughs> and they just have this whole back and forth. And then she ends up, you're kind of sitting there like, yeah, wait, is that, was this a joke? Like, is that really her superpower? And then she just like becomes the most awesome of all the superheroes. And Chelsea turns to me in the movie and she whispers and she says, that's my superpower too. <laughs> and, I mean, it's so true. It's true. And it should be yours as well. I can't stress enough, like, her whole thing throughout the whole movie is like she was just lucky. She got really lucky. Things just, you know, someone goes to point a gun at her and shoot her and the gun jams. Like, you know, there's that roomy quote that says it's all rigged in your favor. Mm. And it's so true. And imagine what that's going to feel like for you when you begin to live that way. Not just when it's convenient, not just when things are working out, but when they appear not to work out is that you're always, always lucky. There's no exceptions. 100% of the time that you are lucky. I play this game every once in a while. You were a witness to it not too long ago. Yeah. We were in, we, I'm pretty sure my sister doesn't listen to this podcast. Regularly. Oh, so we can talk about so her. So we can talk about her. <laughs> but we were in Italy for her birthday and we were in this small mountain castle town and it was clearly crowded. It was the Italian holiday. So Italians were out and about. And my brother-in-law was driving and he is notoriously challenged when it comes to parking. Like he just, he gets overwhelmed and like will end up parking three miles away. And so knowing that we go into this like little, just roundabout parking area. And I just, yeah, there's only like 20 spots. There's 20 in there. spots and it's clearly packed yep. and people are coming out and my brother-in-law's already got this attitude. Like we're not going to find. And before he can say anything, I just proclaim, don't worry, Jason, I'm really lucky at parking. We're going to find a spot right away. Mm -hmm. And I believed it. I was like, I have to believe it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and lo and behold. So, I mean, we got the parking spot. We got the parking spot yeah. right yeah. away. Yeah. We're constantly playing that game of just like declaring how lucky we are and feeling very grateful for that and then finding evidence Absolutely. of that. And it, I think that is, that's, that's the discipline is the conscious choice of choosing that. Like that's what we're doing in every moment is where we choose to put our attention, where we choose to focus. And if she didn't see the parking spot, here's the thing. Chelsea would now know not to go, Oh, I'm not lucky. I'm, I'm cursed. Right. Cause that's what people do. What we 
can start to train ourselves is to say, well, wait a second, maybe there's a reason why we didn't find a parking spot. Maybe maybe there's a better spot coming or a better location or a whatever. And it was all meant to be. The parking lot was going to like be part of a sinkhole. Yeah. There's a meteor. It's going to come hit it. You just don't know. Right. But we're the one that's making that decision that, oh, I'm not lucky or this was a problem. And that's, I wanted to start there because that's really what we want to get into today. The title of the episode is very misleading. It's how to solve any problem, but we're actually not going to show you how to solve a problem. You're going to find out why in a minute, but we are going to talk about problems. And the first thing I want to say, and again, this is the perfect time to be listening to this episode is when you're in it, when you're in a problem, you know, I recommended that book, the great pain deception. I've done it a lot. I got the author on the podcast. And the reason that book was so profound for me is because I was in back pain. I was in the worst pain of my life when I decided to read that book and the pain dissolved, pain was gone. And I'm like, what a miracle, right? And so this is going to make a a really big difference when you're actually going through something. So keep that in mind. You might want to come back to this episode when you're going through something, when you're just like flying high like you should be, it may not sink in at a level that it needs to, right? Okay, so here's the deal. If you're in the problem and you're listening to this because you got a problem, I want you to consider the problem, whatever it is that you've labeled a problem, is not actually the problem. What? Huh? (laughs) Who? (laughs) The problem isn't the problem. Thinking that you're not supposed to have problems is the problem. This is a, a management of expectations or rather a mismanagement of expectations. In business, problems are unavoidable. I'm going to expand on that in a moment, but problems are unavoidable. You cannot run a business The very inherent nature of what a business function is, is to solve problems for other people. So how are you supposed to do that for others if you can't do it for yourself, if you can't do it within the company, if you can't do it as the entrepreneur? Every single day, there are quote unquote problems. So trying to avoid it, trying to think that there shouldn't be, is really the biggest problem. Instead, we should be looking for them. We should be embracing them. We should be accepting them. We should be moving towards them, not trying to resist them or move away from them. But I want to take this further and say, even the very fact that you're calling this a problem is your choice. That nothing that is happening to you, nothing that you're going through right now is inherently a problem. It is a choice that you made to call it a problem. You labeled it a problem. It is therefore an interpretation. Now, let's look at what the definition of a problem is, or at least how I would define the word problem. It's an observation of something unwanted. Now, what do you think of that definition? I think that's pretty simple. Yes, that sounds perfect. So, It's an observation of something that's unwanted. It's like, obviously, I don't want to be experiencing this. I don't want to have it. I don't want to go through this, et cetera, et cetera. What we want to notice, too, before we move forward, is looking at the difference between what is something that's currently unwanted, that is present in your life, versus what you're already starting to say is going to happen as a result of this out in the future, but hasn't happened yet. 
we make problems bigger when we start to say, therefore, in the future, tomorrow, the rest of my life, my business, blah, 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 blah. And that's where you'll know you're doing this because you're going to start really feeling crappy, just low emotional state. And you guys know if you're listening here on the podcast, how important it is to have a higher, a more positive emotional state more frequently, more often, right? So we're not just taking what is present unwanted, like for example, a refund. That's something unwanted on some level, right? Someone says, I want my money back. And that can trigger some emotion because it's something unwanted. Our brain, as tricky as it is, will start to enhance and increase that negative emotion. You get into this downward spiral. And if that's happening, you're probably already telling yourself something about what that's going to mean down the line about you, about your business, right? Therefore, everyone's going to refund. Therefore, my stuff's not good enough. Therefore, I'm going to go out of business. Therefore, you know, and you just get to this worst place scenario. But you could reframe it to mean that the universe is looking out for your highest good and is only attracting the people that are in your best interest, that the people that aren't in your best interest are falling, you know, by the wayside. Yes, absolutely. And there's a quote, I think everyone's heard. You've heard this quote before from good old Albie Einstein. It says, no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. So what you just shared of like, oh, I can reframe it is a discipline to begin mastering because that's what happens when you're in it. It can be so hard to get out of it. But I really do believe it takes that reframe. But it's easier once you get in the habit of doing it to constantly yes. access that reframe. Yes, absolutely. So if we want to all agree here at this point moving forward that a problem is simply an observation of something unwanted, what that also means is that what's the opposite of unwanted? Wanted. Yes. So it means there is something you do want. And what we're doing that moment we feel the breakdown, we feel the problem, where is our attention? On the problem. On the problem. So wouldn't it be advantageous to us to focus on what we wanted or the solution? Because you may have heard this phrase as well, what you resist persists. Now, what does that mean? It means the more we focus on the problem, the more we label it as an interpretation of a problem, the more we try and push it away, the more we try and make it wrong or bad, or the more we react to it, the more it persists, the more it remains, the more it remains fixed. So it's your continued fixation on the problem that is perpetuating the problem. And we need to get you out of that because no problem can be solved from the same level of consciousness that created it. Now, here's the biggest thing. And this is something I think we can all agree. And we're going to get into some examples in a moment, but we're giving you a bunch of tools that Chelsea and I use to quote unquote, get out of the problem, right? But we looked back and we have some examples we're going to share in a moment. And I think we can really all agree as well that the worst problems challenges, upsets, or breakdowns, even just in the context of business, are the things that have shaped you the most. I think we can all agree of that, right? Like the challenges that you had to go through, 
the things that you had to deal with. If you look back in hindsight today, you're like, that made me the man or the woman I am today. I learned so much from that. I gained so much experience. I now have so much more clarity. I now have so much courage and so much, I stick up for myself more. I have so much more wisdom, so much more value to gain. Yeah, that's absolutely been the case for me. And we, I think we all inherently know this to be true. But then the question is, so why are we trying to avoid those so much today? If we know that that is just making us so much more honed and stronger and more experienced, why do we spend so much of our lives and our business life trying to avoid those things, taking actions to avoid that from happening when we know it's those opportunities that's going to give us the breakthrough, the lesson, the clarity that we need. It's fascinating. Well, it is. And it reminds me of that quote about the fear of changing, becoming less than the fear of staying the same or the fear of staying the same, becoming less than the fear of staying, of changing. And so you go, I know in my experience, avoidance has caused me more pain, more heartache, more wasted time and energy than anything else. Do you have an example of something like that? I mean, just really well, jobs, relationships, lifestyle choices, so many, so many. And we were talking about it this morning over breakfast. It's, I wouldn't change anything. I wish I could have learned my lessons a little faster, but then again, I wasn't willing to learn them. I, I just kept perpetuating them because it was more comfortable for me to stay who I was and secure and safe supposedly than to make these huge changes. And oh my goodness, those transformations have brought me all the things I'm most proud of in my life. Absolutely. A great example. And I've shared this in another episode where I share my two part story of my 10 year journey was this is a great example of the biggest challenge became the biggest gift in my life. Mm. And that was when I quote unquote got fired from working in someone else's business and two months later or so launched my YouTube and video marketing career. And I can only imagine like, even though I chose not to be upset in that moment, because I think we've all heard someone with a great quitting story or a great fired story. And you hear so many great entrepreneurs that said getting fired is the greatest thing that ever happened to them. And so I kind of intuitively already knew that. But there was a moment there where I could have chose to go down a dark path of like, I'll never make it. I'm not good enough. If, if he didn't appreciate me, then I'm, I'm not enough and blah, blah, blah. And I chose in that moment to say, this is going to be the best thing that ever happens to me. And I could only imagine if I was still there, if I would have stayed there another six months, another year, another year, another year, like where I would be today. And when we're in the moment, that's the work. And that's what takes a lot of courage and a lot of faith is to be able to choose in that moment to be domino, to say, I'm lucky and it always works out for me. And this is going to be the best thing that ever happens. And we have a lot of examples that we're going to share with you that might relate to you to just remind you. But something that's really helped as well that I think always helps is that perhaps you've heard this as well, is if you're going through something right now, it's always a nice reminder to know that nothing is permanent. And that is a logical litmus test you can try on your life. If you just look back in your life, there's other than like a tattoo, um, (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing, there's nothing as a problem that exists as permanent. You know, life of itself is always changing. Everything is always changing. And so what we end up doing is we're resisting that change because 
part of us may feel like it's permanent or it's the worst case scenario. It's always going to be like this way or you're going to end up in that bottom, you know, and that's how life's going to be for you for the rest of your life. And so that's always helped me. And now I intuitively know that, that it's not permanent. But for a while, that was like a fear that was driving is that this is going to be permanent. This is how it's going to be now. I think I definitely felt the same way. I also would feel like this was the end. And it it wasn't until I started looking back at the evidence that where I had never been, I mean, I had never been abandoned on 100% by everyone around me. So in my worst moments, particularly in my like late 20s and early 30s, financially, emotionally, in relationships, it didn't start out feeling lucky. I didn't start out thinking, gosh, I'm lucky in love despite all these failed relationships and who's to say they're failed anyways. But I started thinking, this is not going to be the end. This is not the end of my story. This isn't unchangeable. And that little mindset shift was enough to get me to the next step where I started thinking, oh no, this is a beautiful opportunity to grow or to expand or to learn something or acquire a new quality. Yeah, no, totally. So that can really help. Like this is not permanent. You know, I've also told the story about when I was at like a low point and struggling for years and how I just had that light bulb, that little switch in my brain say, well, one day I'll get to tell this story. Mm. What that really was, was me affirming to myself that listening to that was so quiet, that intuition inside of me at the time that, well, you know, you're not going to be like this forever. Like this is just part of, (laughs) this is like watching that, a scene in Deadpool where like, it's the action sequence, you know, every, he even says it in the movie because he likes to break the fourth wall. He goes, there's a point in every movie where the hero hits rock bottom. And he goes, this is my rock bottom. And it's like, if you watch that in a movie where they hear every movie, it's very true. It's the hero's journey. It's part of the same character arc that happens in every movie. Luke Skywalker hits a rock bottom when he finds out his dad's Darth Vader and cuts his hand off. Like that is rock bottom. Like my dad is a bad guy and he's like the emperor's henchman, you know, that's a rock bottom for everybody. But if we just turn the movie off there, that's the end. And that's kind of what we just decide is like, that's it. That's how it is. That's how it's going to be. Right. And it's not because he saved the day and he saved his dad. He saw the good in his dad. Yeah. Someone shared that concept with me at a very difficult time in my life. And they just kept saying to me, you're in the middle of your story. And I thought, oh, great. Now the montage where I'm like (laughs) trying on all the the training and like, yeah, and I'm trying on all the clothes and I'm getting, you know, suited up for the, the next Yes. Task at hand. All guy movies are training montages and all like chick flicks are the dressing Wardrobes. room montage. Know, oh is, my gosh. And they come out with like up. every single movie does that. And it's like the girl comes out and she's wearing like the sixties outfit and the like disco outfit. And it's like, okay, do they have all those in every <laughs> store you go to? Where are you getting these outfits? And the time it takes to put those outfits together and get, I'm like, how much time do you have in a day to just put on clothes? Anyways, we're getting off topic. Look, one of the reasons why we're talking about this is when I talk to a lot of my students, my coaching clients and stuff, they tend to get this idea in their head that I don't have problems, that we don't deal with any problems. And in some cases, that is absolutely correct. In other cases, it's exactly false. The difference is this, is that what I said before is that a problem is an interpretation. You are choosing most likely subconsciously to label this a problem, whatever this is. I am just not making that choice. 
Today, I choose to not call anything a problem. And then when I find myself calling it a problem, I get myself out of it very quickly. But the thing that I see, and I learned this a while back, like I've gone through some stuff, some stuff that you guys would not want to go through, some stuff that from your observation perspective standpoint, you'd be like, oh my gosh, dude, he's going through, yeah, that's a problem, right? And one of the things that I do, instead of choosing to call it a problem, which is a choice, it's just an interpretation, is I notice myself getting really actually excited when I go through something, because chances are most of you are coaches or teachers in some aspect. And I've started noticing that the more quote unquote is what someone else would call a problem or a struggle or a challenge, whatever label you want to give it, because you're the one giving it that label is simply something that is adding value, wisdom, and experience to my life that I can now help someone else with. You know, if I've gone through something now and someone comes to me with that same problem, I'm so much better equipped and I feel so much more confident in my ability to help them. I feel so much more like empathetic, like, oh, I remember when I was there and here's what I did and here's what helped me. And so in a bizarre way, I welcome it. I welcome challenges for growth, opportunities for strengthening who I am. And that's not really what people are talking about. They're like, how do I solve a problem or how do I get rid of them? And I just think that is the, the really backwards approach. And today when I look at who I'm coaching, like so much of it is just my ability to be able to draw from my personal experience and be like, Oh yeah, I was there. I remember that. Yeah. I see, I see problems as an opportunity to become more compassionate and less judgmental. I mean, every time I go through something, it's like I catalog the experience. I feel like it makes in, it makes you more human. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and the people I admire the most are the people that have walked through it. Yeah. And that's what we want to help you with is how do you walk through it? And the more we call this a problem, the more we then say it's therefore something about your future or it's therefore something about yourself then you're going to perpetuate the problem and you're going to stay stuck in it. And, you know, if we want to bring the energy law of attraction conversation into it, you're just going to be attracting more of the same. And it's probably going to create a lot of momentum and get even worse. And so the quicker we can reframe and reset our attention to saying, this is something I obviously need to go through because there's something in it for me. This is a I don't want to use the test like because I don't really think anyone or anything, God, the universe is testing us. But it, in some ways it is. It's like this is a prerequisite to what you need. You know, this is what you need to have equipped with, whether it's lesson, insight, skill, whatever, in order to get that thing that you're after. And so when you're going through something to be able to say, first and foremost, this is not a problem. This is an opportunity for growth. What do I need to learn here? How can I grow from this? Where's the lesson so that I can never repeat this and not do it again is the best thing. And I know it's like easier said than done, James. Okay, but who said it was gonna be easy? You're the only one that's making it hard by choosing to say what this means about who you are and what's gonna happen to your business and your life. Because you're the only person who's giving it meaning. You're the only person who's responsible for assigning meaning in your life, so. So you, you might as well assign a new meaning. Precisely. Yeah. One that's going to get you out of it right. instead of trying to solve it, fix it, hide it, <laughs> you know, something, whatever. So 
we have some a couple examples that that we'll give as well for you in ways that us together but one thing i want to share first that we like that really inspired this episode as well is that Chelsea and I long ago, even though I'd been in business for years and then we decided to come work together in the business is that we made a decision from day one that her and I, us and our love and our relationship and our marriage would take precedence over the business. She's smiling when I say that because she likes that. Well, I want to break into song like love will keep us together. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know? See, I do like, impressions. <laughs> she sings songs. Rarely. Talented. That was, I don't know where that came from. I just. <laughs> Love will keep us together. <laughs> this little share. This little, please don't judge me. <laughs> You've been judged. Um, <laughs> but our love will get us through anything. Yeah. It's been a big thing for us. And that's one of the things that I do love the most about working with my spouse is that I think it's harder in some ways. Just like starting a business is more challenging than being an employee in some ways and that having kids I can imagine because I'm not a father is more challenging than not having kids but every entrepreneur will tell you they wouldn't have it any other way and every parent will tell you they wouldn't have it any other way and so I think it's the same yet different when it comes to working with your spouse yeah it's more challenging in a lot of ways but it's more rewarding and fulfilling and one of the ways it's been more rewarding and fulfilling for me is that I came up with this analogy a long time ago is that using a football analogy, quite frankly, I'd rather have my receiver or my quarterback than I, your tight end. Oh my gosh, get out of here. (laughs) Then I would a cheerleader, right? I'd rather have the person I'm winning the game with than the person that's just on the sidelines cheering me on because that's such a great analogy for me because I feel like cheerleaders and look, It's just a blanket statement about cheerleaders, okay? So when the National Cheerleaders Association hears this and they get offended by it and they write me a sternly written letter, I didn't mean to offend, but I just give this impression that like a cheerleader really doesn't even know what it takes to like play the game, right? Like some of them may not even know how to, did they score? Like, is that that good? How many points is that, right? But versus someone who's in it with you, someone who's like knows what it, takes day in and day out and they get it and to be able to have that person in Chelsea where if there is something that we're going through and someone's like they're not just trying to be empathetic and understanding they're like they're on your level a whole nother level of understanding and that's where like being together it's like we were very clear from on like our love and our relationship and our closeness we can do anything and that can get us through anything. And that's all that matters. And we really love that. Now it doesn't mean, okay, go run and get your spouse and bring them into the business. That's not what I'm saying, please. It's a personal preference. It's a choice you have to make. I'm not making that choice for you. James said, we have to be in business together. It'll make us more money. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. And I, but I think the desire has to be there. Was the desire there for you? Or was it more like a desire to just get out of your other job? Actually, no, there was, I mean, I remember early on in our relationship when I was still really not entirely sure where we were headed, how committed this relationship was going to be. Us as a couple. Us as a couple. Mm -hmm. I said something like, well, maybe I should come and work in the business so we can keep it in the family. And I felt super insecure having said that because there really hadn't been much talk about, you know, our future at that point. We weren't Um, engaged yet. Yeah, we were not engaged yet. But once I saw that I could add value to the business and then also just 
wanting to be that full, complete unit as a partner, there was an opportunity to grow our partnership outside of our marriage. And, and, you know, we're introverts and we found out that we really like hanging out with just each other. So it seemed natural for (laughs) me to go into it. And then once, I mean, now I wouldn't, I love it. I love the team. I love our clients. I love creating our business, you know, daily. Yeah, I do too. So I want to share some examples of both when Chelsea was in a bit of a problem, air quotes, and when James was in a bit of a problem and how we were both able to really elevate each other out of that. Mm-hmm. The first one is when <laughs> I brought you onto the business. So you said you started in March, right? Yes. So so by July, I March, it. April, May, June, at the end of June, so it was almost this time three years ago. Right. And you were just like, ah. We'd moved homes. We'd gotten engaged. We were planning a wedding. And I was coming into the business. And mm-hmm. it was just a lot. And I had this to-do list that was like, hundred items long. And it was getting longer faster than it was you were to getting things off. Absolutely. Yeah. And then of course you get like paralysis and you can't do anything cause you get so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And, but then I don't, and I couldn't even identify the problem. That was also, I mean, I couldn't, I, well, I couldn't identify that there was a solution to the problem. I just, because you're in the problem. Precise, yes. Yes. And so I remember I just like let you vent for a little bit. I remember where I was. We were in the off the old office. Crying. Yep, yep. Sobbing. You're all emotional. Somebody and I was, came in to give us something that we were passing stuff out at the office. Oh my gosh, you're right. And we were just like, get out. Get out. <laughs> you're like in tears. And they're like, but I, but I just want to talk about this. We, they just like opened something, right? And they're like, you don't want to get 10% off your nails at our blah, blah, blah. Get out. <laughs> Lay off me. <laughs> Lay off me. I'm starving. All right. So... So I, I mean, this is hard because this was three years ago. So I'm trying to remember right. the details of it. But I remember I was actually like really excited. You did. You, and it's, and it was, can be a little annoying at times when I'm going to break down and you're just seeing so much opportunity. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I refused to even see it as a mm. problem for one second. You know, like it was like, well, wait a second. This is easy. Let's do this. The solution was really simple. Chelsea, we're just going to get you your own personal assistant. Part time, a few hours, Easy. We should have prefaced this with this is one of the greatest deci- like greatest problems in air quotes that we've ever had because it led to one of the greatest solutions we've ever had. But that's why we're sharing right. it. So you shared that perfectly at the perfect moment. We remember the date that this happened. This was June. July. Ju- July 3rd. 3rd. July 3rd. And Chelsea vented. I said, this is easy. We're going to get you a personal assistant. They're going to work just a couple hours a week. Imagine if we could just take a few things off your plate. And this is so funny because so many of our listeners and so many entrepreneurs refuse to do this. I did. Yeah, Chelsea did. It's so funny. They're so like some people, and hopefully this isn't you because this is going to sound really harsh, are so stuck and stubborn in their ways of like, no, this is a problem and gosh darn it, I need to stay in this problem. They're arguing for their limitations. They're saying, I'm overwhelmed. There's too many things to do, yet they refuse to let anything go off of their plate. They refuse to hire anyone. I don't have the money to hire anyone. James, you don't understand. The reason you don't have the money to hire anyone is because you've been trying to do it all yourself. That's what's keeping you broke. When you're spending all day doing activities that do not generate revenue, where's the time left in the day to generate the revenue. 
period. And if I looked at your to-do list, I know it gets, sometimes I just am a jerk, right? Do I sound no. brutal? If I looked at your to-do list, I could probably point to 50 things that you've done in the past week that will never, ever, ever produce any amount of revenue. And then we wonder why. So people wait until, when am I ready to hire? Um, like six months before you asked that question. So six months ago is the answer always, right? Because what we're looking at as entrepreneurs, uh, that's a, a mistake, is we're looking at the cost. Like if Chelsea would have then said, okay, but then that's gonna cost a couple hundred dollars extra a week. What she would not have been doing is saying, well, what's that gonna give me? When I spend that three, $400 a week, even $100 a week, what do I get now? Oh, I get X amount of hours. What can I do with those hours? Oh my goodness, I can focus on this. And that will produce this in the business. And it's like, okay, if, if you're gonna spend $400 a week on someone, could you at least make $500 a week in revenue? Could you find a way to do that? If so, why are you not letting go or outsourcing those things? And so to what Chelsea said earlier, that problem created the best result, the beginning of the beginning of what completely transformed our business, which is we put an ad on July 3rd and an hour or less later, we had someone from Laguna Beach, born and raised in Laguna Beach, apply for the position. Her name was Jilly. And we just were like, how do we play cool and not like <laughs> be over eager and excited to hire her? And we did like, Monday was it like that when was it It was like we interviewed her on a Friday and I believe we hired her on the Monday on the Monday and that began the beginning of Chelsea and I building out a team starting with with Jilly and Jilly today is the integrator or project manager that basically runs the entire business and it all started with that in that moment she was looking that day at that time for a job and like the moment we posted it the moment is the moment she saw it and it was like, wow, to go through those problems, to have Chelsea have an experience of being completely overwhelmed was the greatest thing that could have ever happened to us. And it allowed me and you even more to become the visionaries in the business. Certainly me. I don't think that I had any vision for the business before Jilly came on. I didn't have the time to mm -hmm. have vision for the business. I was and so And neither in the do you if, you if you're spending all your time doing the type of stuff that Chelsea was doing. Like, okay, I got to do these customer support emails and I got to fix this typos on these pages and set up our privacy policies and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So your head's down the whole day. Who's looking at the horizon? who's dreaming bigger and thinking about the vision and setting the goals and setting the strategy and the direction? No one. And then we wonder why our business isn't growing because no one's there to grow it. You're being the employee in your business. And so that was just such a gift for us. So that was the first one. Should I talk about the next one? Yes. So this is a story I've told before a few times. Our students at Business by Design definitely know this one, but this was a big one for me because this is the one that dropped me to my knees. I would say in looking in the last four years, like this was the biggest problem for me. And this was hard. This was a tough one. It was tough for many reasons. So I'll just say what happened. It was January. I think it was just the next, was it, was that? It was January it was prior, prior to, to that. So you weren't even in the business, right? So this no. happened just before that. But I was enough in the business that you were sending mm -hmm. me documents and sharing this kind you of were information like with helping me. You helping me on the side for like yes. a couple hours a week or yes. something. Totally. Yes. Okay. So we got our P&L back and January was like the biggest non-launching revenue month we'd ever done. And I think it was like $70,000 at the time, 
just non-launching, just no, no promotions, just like money coming in, automated, evergreen, like all that. And I was just like super stoked. And I think our expenses that month were like 75,000. <laughs> and it just dropped me to my knees, dropped me to my knees. It was like earth, like you get tunnel vision and like you're just in it. Like you can't think straight. You really like your adrenal, you know, adrenaline shoots, your your fight or flight response is taking off. You just can't think. And that's why, you know, that quote is so powerful. Like you really can't solve the problem in the problem. And I remember asking people for help and like advice and just like talking me off the ledge. Like I was like, what am I doing this for if this is how it is? If this is how it's going to be like, what's the point of making 70 grand if you're losing five every month, what's the point of all this? And I was just questioning everything and I've learned enough from my spiritual and mindfulness practice and background. And this is not my default way. The default James out of the box is to push harder and figure it out and put your nose to the grindstone and shove that round peg into the square hole until you make it work. And so I'm always going to recommend this as well is when you're in the problem is to let go is to walk away. And that's what we did. And Chelsea and I had, she, she was always buying me Legos cause she knows I love Legos. And I remember all I just remember is that we had built this thing recently and I just remember venting to her still. Like I, my mind just kept cooking back to it. And I just remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I was like, okay, look, like, okay, well, let me actually back up and tell the full story. So like one of the reasons why I'm so frustrated is where all these expenses were coming from is all these people that we were paying and we were paying them a lot of money, but they weren't producing results. Like they were late. They were not getting, they were just like logging hours. And there was like a lot of, a lot of problems there. Like it was just yucky and it was bad. And it was like seeing all this money going out and it's like, but what do we have to show for it? And then on top of that, I was busier than ever because I was spending all my time managing those people. I was on the phone with them all day. I was checking all their work and then like having to redo half of it. And it was just like a nightmare. I was like, is this what I signed up for is, okay, we're making more money on paper, but we're not keeping any of it. And then I'm working longer and I'm just a glorified manager in my own business and glorified at best. And I remember just constantly venting about it. And I, I remember saying like, I don't understand why people can't just like do their job. And this is the biggest shift ever because what I was doing in that breakdown was I was blaming other people. I was putting it on them. And what Chelsea was able to help me here with was get me out of that place of blame and into a place of full 100% responsibility. So I remember pointing at our one of our Lego creations, which is a Lego bus, which is significant because I later went and bought the real version of it. It's just like a symbol in our life now. It's a symbol of adventure. Chelsea and I go in it and we will do like little surf road trips and stuff like that. And it's just this thing. But here's the Lego version of it. And I just remember pointing. I go, look, look at that. We built that thing. And I'm pointing at it. And I said, we built that thing perfectly. It looks just like the picture on the box. How did we do that? And I said, the instruction manual. Yeah, we just followed the instruction Duh. manual, d dummy. And I just remember, do you remember this? Yes, and you, and I love that you give me credit for some of the biggest like brainchilds in your business. Like, I think you've given me credit for names for things, but like, I, I, just, I just have 48 hour film school was I'm, yours. I, I'm just very lucky. I'm in the right team. I would have called place. it, I would have called it two day film camp or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> a two-day movie camp that's what it was and you're like what about 48-hour film school <laughs> it was something like that okay so i'm like yes instruction mate you're right and then i just said that's what we're gonna do and the thing is is like no one had taught me this i'd never gone into a corporate world i didn't understand processes and a standard operating procedure or anything like that and i was like what if i do that what if we sit down and i just make the Lego instruction manual for the biggest things that we do over and over again in the business. So I never have to do it again. Long story short after that, as I say, it took me two weeks to make the first one. It was like brutal, but we hired a new virtual assistant, a $3 an hour person. Yes, you can get VAs in the Philippines for $3 an hour. And I said, follow this process. Let me know when it's done. Like a day, day and a half later, because they're on a different time zone. They come back and it was perfect, flawlessly perfect. And it cost like 30 bucks and it was taking me two days to do something myself, or I was giving it to someone else, it would take them a week to do it, and there were mistakes that I have to check, they're charging me two to three grand. Think about that for a moment, guys. The difference there between someone coming back for $30 and it's done perfectly versus managing someone overpriced and spending a week with them to do it and spending 100 times more money Okay, that was the difference. That right there can radically change a business, right there. And that was the beginning as well. So then we hired Jilly and then we built out a team and they had an entire playbook for our business and our business took off at a whole nother level and people kept asking for it. And obviously, like for those who are already a member of Business by Design know that a big piece of what Business by Design is, is our processes and our playbooks. So you don't have to go and do that mess that we did. That it's like, here are the steps. Here's everything. Here's how you get it done. So you don't have to do it. You can hand it to somebody else and get back to focusing on what you do best. And that ultimately enabled us to build a more local team as well because we had all these processes in place. And so we were able to bring people into the office for higher level things, but we had... And we were able to do that effectively and efficiently because we had these processes that, yes, took time up front, but ultimately have transformed mm -hmm. the way we operate. And the reason we share this is like, that was in the last four or five years, the lowest point for me. And as we look back, we were asked recently, like, what is our competitive advantage internally and that's it is that we can run so streamlined so effective i'm not saying this to brag and i it's not about saying it publicly but it is to prove a point like i believe that for the size of our company and the size of our team we can move faster than most and still yield a higher level of quality than most and that's something that was born out of that breakdown what is being born out of the problem that you're currently going through that's how we need to be looking at this, that whatever you're going through could be the thing that revolutionizes your business and your industry. But so often, and I don't know where we get this from, it's just, we just go into this victim mentality of poor little me that I'm dealing with a problem. The problem isn't a problem. The problem is that you think that it's a problem. The problem is that you think you shouldn't have problems. The problem is you think problems are bad. And the most beautiful, gifts have come from these. And this is just us giving you a few examples. The fact that what we're about today came from the lowest point and that we would not be doing what we're doing today if I didn't have that problem. 
I'm here doing this because I just kept going. I just kept, okay, I'm going to address this and keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm not going to let anything stop me and have me fail or, or give up. Well, and the, and the other thing I was going to say is that I'm thinking about when I was so overwhelmed and we hired Jilly as a result, like my problem wasn't being overwhelmed by my to-do list. My problem was thinking that I could not ask for help or let anything go. Yes. And that's what a lot of my problems ultimately revealed to me is like, how am I just habitually being myself? How am I just doing the things that I've always done so that I get the same results? I was a very independent person prior to dating James and getting married. But that moment where I was so vulnerable and like, I mean, I think I was worried about what kind of domestic life. I mean, I was putting so much pressure on myself in that moment. And you just allowed me to break down. And that grew our relationship because I was fully vulnerable in that moment being like, I can't be perfect. Mm -hmm. And you were like, I don't want you to be and I don't expect you to be. And and that gave us an opportunity to grow as husband and wife as well. And what I hear from that in that beautiful example is like your point A, Mm. which is that moment. Or right before that moment, actually. Like, here I am, I'm at point A, and you made a decision to be at point B, which was, we want to grow the business, we're going to keep it in the family, or whatever your language was, and we're going to do these things, okay? And so, what the problem allowed for of that day of being overwhelmed and too much stuff and blah, 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 was the opportunity for you to discover that if you want to get from point A to point B, there's something you're holding on to that you need to let go. And that was it right there. I need to let go of doing it all myself or thinking that I need to do it all myself. And I need to be able to trust, to delegate, and to not have control or the illusion of control. And that's what people aren't getting is that there is where you are right now and there's where you want to be. And you think that you can do, have, and be the exact same person over in point B. If you could, you'd be there right now. When you understand that to get somewhere that you have never been, to get somewhere that's beyond where you are now, it's almost like you have to pay a toll. You have to be willing to let go or give up of something, something that will not serve that point B version of you. Chelsea can't be the co-visionary of a multi-million dollar business and still hold on to the belief that she has to do it all herself and do it perfect and do it 100%. And that was the opportunity in that moment for her to learn that lesson. And she was either going to not learn the lesson or learn the lesson. And guess what happens if she didn't learn the lesson? There'd be another opportunity and then another. So that's the good news is you'll always have plenty of opportunities to learn lessons. So when you didn't catch the last one, trust me, there'll be another opportunity for it in the the future. And it will show up as what you like to call a problem. The last one we want to share really quickly is something that happens all the time. You know, we run a lot of promotions, a lot of launches. And I see a lot of people using their last launch to define who they are. It didn't go as well. It didn't go as expected. Therefore, Therefore, I am this. Therefore, I can't. Therefore, my future holds this for me. And I just want to say that we have a great example. And I've mentioned this before on one of our episodes long, long ago. 
that I had a promotion for another product that failed. It just did not, and it was bizarre that it failed because I had promoted it in the past and it had done really well. And then I promoted it this time and it just like tanked. And it was devastating for me because we like put all our marbles in this and it was really like nerve wracking and it was really frustrating. I was really upset about it for a very small amount of time. And then what came out of that was also life-changing because people started telling me, or rather I started listening and people started telling me why they weren't buying this other product. And I started listening. And when I realized that they didn't want that, they wanted what I had, it allowed for me to make the decision for me to launch a product that eventually became our signature program. And that's that's like the flagship staple of our business now, this offer and this product was born out of a massive failure. We put the whole team on something and said, this is what we're gonna do and let's do it and let's do it 110% and it tanked. Yeah, I remember we'd done well with very little effort in the past and then we thought, well, how much better can we do if we put all this additional effort into it? And we hadn't really gone all out on it before and we expected really great results. Yeah, yeah. And like, I think we could go on and on and on with examples, but I don't think you need any more examples. I think it's time to just look at whatever you might be going through and start to change your perspective and change the story to, this is going to be the biggest gift, the biggest lesson and the biggest opportunity. Maybe I can't see it yet, but I will. You always see it in hindsight, folks. But what if you could start to train yourself to see it now? Instead of trying to fight it, solve it, or resist it, you could choose now to start to see the lesson. Realizing that you need to go through this perceived problem. It is a necessity. It's a requirement to get what you ultimately want. This is the lesson you need to learn. So I've done 160 some odd episodes on this podcast talking about success and business doesn't have to be hard work. Some people interpret either say, yeah, right. He's just selling some get rich quick scheme or whatever, or they go, oh, cool. So I can just be lazy and, you know, not do anything. It's, it's neither of those. It's understanding that anything that is hard or challenging or a problem is the decision that, that you made. And it doesn't need to be that way. The more anger and frustration and struggle is really your own creation. And that if there was more trust and more faith and more of a surrender to how this is, has to look and, and it needs to be this way by this time on my plan, on my schedule and begin to stop white knuckling everything and to let it go and to trust and to come from a place of you're a superhero and your superpower is I'm lucky and everything always works out in the best way possible for me, you would discover that that struggle isn't there that that sacrifice of your internal state is not required. In fact, it's that internal suffering of worry and anxiety and fear that is the very thing that is pushing away what you desire most. It's just making it longer. It's just gonna take longer to get what you want the longer you stay there. Don't believe me? Give it a shot. Prove me wrong.
Charles, thanks so much for joining me on this episode. I know our listeners are going to really appreciate it. Well, they're they're sick of listening to my voice. That's so. just not true. Yep. Even even as we're sitting here, I'm like, I find myself relaxing into like my podcast listening mode. And I'm just like, James is talking again. I'm just going to hang out and listen. And he's so. here live. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so thanks for having me. Yes. And thank you guys so much again for tuning into another episode. Listen, hey, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you're subscribing to, because I've got a ton of bonus episodes coming your way. We're going to be doing a Wednesday episode and a Friday episode. What? That's more of me. We've got guests. We've got really cool students sharing their success stories. Really cool episodes coming up. I can't wait to share it with you. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. For years, I filled my head with every course, strategy, and tactic, yet I still struggled. I worked 12 to 14 hour days every single day trying to build an online business, yet I still had nothing to show for it. And you may be feeling this way as well. Maybe you're starting to think that the solution is to work more, to work harder, to start saying yes to the things that you know you shouldn't be saying yes to. And if this doesn't stop right now, where do you think you're going to end up? You see, what most struggling entrepreneurs never, ever realize is that your business and the results you have right now are simply a reflection of you. They're a reflection of you and the entrepreneur that you're being. And sadly, most people running businesses today don't have a clue how to actually be an entrepreneur. Now, that's why they try to rely on the old, outdated strategies that hardworking employees use to get ahead. You know, things like work harder, work longer, rely on your sweat equity, and of course, do what you're told. But you and I both know that being a successful entrepreneur is anything but that. And that's why I wanna peel back the curtain to show you exactly how I've been running and operating my multiple seven-figure online business for years now. And quite frankly, it's different than anything you've ever heard before. I've spent the past six months producing an eight-part mini-series entitled The Rise of the Digital CEO in order to help transform inner-driven entrepreneurs like yourself into who you need to become in order to grow and operate a thriving business that actually runs itself instead of it running you. Plus, I'll show you the five core ingredients that you simply can't do without if you want more scalability and consistency in your business. So if you're ready to step into that digital CEO role that you know you were meant for, head on over to www.jameswedmore.com forward slash rise right now. My business was transformed literally overnight. In less than five months, working a full-time corporate job, being a mommy to an eight-year-old boy, I grew my email list from 180 to 5,400 in less than five months. And the transformation has been huge radical. I feel like I have those missing pieces that are really going to allow me to scale my business and just absolutely have the most amazing breakthrough year. And it's transformed me into a, a better entrepreneur, a better businessman. Allowed me to do a six-figure beta launch uh, with a live event and all of that in May. You're teaching us skills. You're giving us skills. You're giving us the opportunity to do things that are really important, uh, having an impact in other people's lives. But the other thing that it's allowing us to do is to live a life of our own choosing.